mean, you've been putting in work for so long. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work. I'm John Peck, and this is episode 12. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have another connection to the games industry with Tom Hawkins. Not the Geelong Footy Club forward that uh, a lot of Australians would be familiar with, but Tom Hawkins, the content producer for Creative Assembly, a British game development studio. Tom's involved in a whole lot of their video production from editing and uh, hosting Twitch streams and creating YouTube videos. He does a lot over there, mostly on the Total War series. Uh, Creative Assembly is also known for recent games, including Alien Isolation and Halo Wars 2, which came out this year. I was introduced to Tom through the Kind of Funny community. If you want to know more about Kind of Funny, episode one and two of this podcast were with Greg and Tim in Sydney at the start of the year. And they're a huge uh, inspiration to me, as they were to Tom Hawkins, uh, which we will talk about in this episode. So stay tuned, make yourself a cup of tea, enjoy Tom's lovely British accent, and enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me, Tom. No problem at all. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you're my first international interview. Am I? You are. That is a treat. That is a real treat. Yeah. I mean, I've, I had Greg and Tim here, but they were in Sydney, so it wasn't really an international yeah. experience. Yeah. How was that meeting them for the first time? Yeah, it was excellent. They were really amazing to talk to. They recognized me, which I found just awesome, mind-blowing. Man. But I imagine it was the same as you and everyone else, yes. where they just struck you as incredibly down-to-earth yeah. people. Yeah. It's a good experience. Well, that's kind of a good segue into how most people know you. You are part of the kind of funny community, uh, yep. but you've gone well beyond just making kind of quirky videos about those guys uh, into, uh, I guess, game development in some ways. So can you tell us a bit about what you do with with uh, Creative? Yeah, so um, I, about what, two, three, two months ago now, um, got a job at Creative Assembly, which is one of the biggest games companies in England and yeah we make the Total War franchise so I my job is a content producer so I make content around the game so I live stream I record YouTube videos I do graphic design loads of cool things like that so quite weird every day I th- I do find it weird that that's my job is sitting there and yeah. recording gameplay footage and then you know editing these videos and going on live streams and stuff it's it's really surreal it's really weird. Mm. You mentioned Total War, but they've done a lot mm. more than that. I think they were, were Alien Isolation was probably yeah. one of the most recent big games, and Halo Wars. Halo Wars too, yeah. So um, that's so um, I work. I personally work on the Total War team, um, sure. and then so it's based in Horsham. There's two, but they've got two buildings. That we've got two buildings rather. So there's another building, um, which is where the console team are. Um, so yeah, they're the guys that made Alien Isolation and the guys mm. that made um, Halo Wars two. Um, but I, you know, I haven't, I don't, I don't go into there much. So I am very much on the Total War franchise PC end. But I, I was originally a PC gamer back in, that's what, that's kind of what I was before I went to console, mm. which is quite weird. I kind of, I kind of forgot. I, that's what I grew up playing. You used to be a giant nerd. Yeah. I used to just yeah. play PC. I used to play a lot of Counter Strike growing up. And yeah. And then I, Age Vampires. Yeah. And... Exactly. Yeah. All, all the things like that. And then, then I went into playing more console, just, you know, as I got a bit older, because it's easier. But I've yeah transitioned back now, gone full circle. And what's it like? I mean, the last time I heard you talk about this was in a video you put up on YouTube, mm. where you weren't uh, sure exactly what the job would be yeah. like. You were about to enter the 
yes. position and you kind of had a bit of an idea, but has it, has it been much different than what you've expected? I think everything so far has been better than I expected. Like usually, usually when I start, if I ever start a new job, I'm quite slow to get into it. But like they're, they mm. are very much, they're a company that they appreciate you. And that's generally what people say that work in the games industry do say is like they, 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 they want to incorporate you and give you everything you can, everything you need to work to your full potential. And yeah, I wasn't sure exactly what I'd be doing day to day, but now obviously I know what I'm doing and it's, it's perfect for me because every day is different. So one day I could be doing a graphic design for something for a, a Facebook, mm. like some, a Facebook post. The next day I could be creating, um, like a, we had an anniversary image and I created that or, the next day I'm recording some yeah gameplay footage. The next day I'm testing the beta for the, the, the next game. And it's like every day is different. And for me, that's perfect because I always, if I, if I was like, if, if someone just said edit video five days a week, I'd get like, I would get a bit bored after a while. Um, if that was it, just for, just yeah. for years, I, I have to be constantly doing new things. And it must be pretty cool to see so many different people in that studio working so hard in yeah, different areas definitely. do you get to interact with everyone like that yeah so it's very open so it's um it's three floors and then kind of yeah you're going around and you can see you know um like f- to get a coffee i have to go upstairs and i have to walk through all the developers and you're just going through seeing what they're working on it's really cool to be able to be in that kind of zone i was i had it I, when was it? it was friday i was walking through after lunch i was just walking back to my desk and i was just like looking around and at lunch um you know you can just do like all their pcs are just like tanks so at lunch, everyone's just playing games and stuff. And I was just walking through and I was just like, yeah, this is actually really awesome. Like everyone's playing a different game at lunch and doing these cool things. But some people are playing card games. And then um, it's just like, it's just awesome being able to go into a place where everyone is so similar to you. Everyone's got the same passion. And it's, it is like, it's so surreal. So it's still really surreal. That is cool. And kind of, I guess you're coming from a, a place where whatever your job was before this, you, you couldn't mm. expect anything similar, really. No, well, but directly before, I was a freelancer for a year. So that is the complete opposite yeah. of being on, like, <laughs> like you've just got no money, you've, you're working all the time. And, like, it, yeah, freelance was not enjoyable, especially as I was going into something that I was self-taught. Like, I was a freelance, mm. I was doing video editing freelance for a year, and it was, like, stressful because, like, you know, you're in a bidding war with low end people until yeah. you get a reputation. I started to get a bit, started to get better work, but then I got this job. So I suppose, you know, ended out all right in the end, but it's complete opposite. Like sitting in your own five days a week, just sitting there, like not speaking to anyone to go into this massive office where you can bounce ideas off people. And yeah, and there's like three, 400 people there. That's really cool. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about how you got to this position. And yeah, I suppose it's easy to look at you and go, Oh, he does funny videos on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and he's interested in games. So that's how he got the job. But I'm sure there was a lot of uh, hard work and different levels of, of yeah. content you had to produce to build this resume. So can you take me back to maybe, you know, your interests even in video in high school? Like how did, yeah. how did you get to where you are? So it's quite weird. So I, I never went to university. Um, like, so until I was about 18. So I've always played games. I've played games just for, like as long as I can remember. I used to play I was first games I played were on PC. I played like GTA One, uh, Sonic, and I used to play Counter Strike with my dad a bit as well. And I was like, we were pretty young to be playing it, but it was still good fun. Um, so I've just, you know, just always played games. That's always just been like a hobby. And then, um, when I was, I went to, I went to like, to the English 
English college, which isn't American college or any other one. It's like, you know, just that bit after school. And I did um, uniform services, which is like to get into the police because I originally wanted to be a policeman. Okay. Um, so like until I was 18, I just wasn't really doing anything at all. Then I went into full-time work um, in web development and I was there for three or four years. And then like, but everything, I always think of everything as a, as, a, as, as learning. Like, so doing that, web being a website development company and doing graphic design and project management and stuff has helped me now doing design and then I didn't edit my first video so then I was the first video I edited was a kind of funny video that's how I got into video editing hmm. but that was which one was it less it was a suit it was it was a super cut as, as I called it so basically I remember watching kind of funny um watching Colin and Greg live and then I was just thinking hey it'd be really funny if I just cut out the middle of this sentence and made them say something completely different um and then just ended up doing a whole video on it it's probably about a minute and it's really badly edited and hmm. it's like the the voices are out of sync at points and like it is really bad but it's a good point to go back to and just go yeah that's where that it was started. the first one yeah that's cool yeah exactly but i mean that was that was less than two years ago so i hadn't edited wow. a video at all yeah i know it's so really you're using weird. like using like iMovie or windows movie maker or something at that no, point so i um through work i had um, the Adobe suite already. So I had every Adobe bit of software. Right. So I already had access to Premiere Pro and After Effects. So I just downloaded Premiere Pro and then just looked up on YouTube how to use Premiere Pro. Um, and then kind of just did that. So, um, and then over the years, I just every, every time I did a video, I just made a point of it to myself. Like, okay, I will, every time I'll add something new, add a new element, hmm. something that I can teach myself. So that I'm always progressing further. I'm not just doing the same thing, just pumping it out. Um, so every time I wanted to find something new, YouTube, how do I do this? And then found it out. And then, you know, you kind of got that locked in. And then it's a good bit of good, uh, you know, a good bit of a good resource to go back to every time. Sure. Um, so yeah, just kind of slowly self taught myself over six, seven months, eight months. And then, um, yeah, then went, then went freelance. And going, just going freelance in itself must have been a huge thing to put yourself out there amongst other professionals and be confident that you could produce a professional looking product. Yeah, definitely. Like I've always, I've always suffered a bit from imposter syndrome. Like yeah. I always feel like I shouldn't be here. Like I've just always suffered from that. I, I definitely found that with this because you know, you're, I used like freelance websites like um, People Per Hour and Upwork and things like that, which they are, if people are looking to do freelance work, I'd recommend Upwork. Very good. Cause it's just got a bit like higher paying jobs. So basically doing that also taught me loads of stuff throughout that year because, you know, a client says, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. I have no idea how to do it, <laughs> but just find it out and then kind of give them a finished product. And everyone was always happy with the work that they got back. Um, but it does mean you are punching around with the, with the low, the low end of the market. Everyone's getting undercut and you're, you're doing way too much work for way too little money. But yeah, so I'm, I I just kind of completely self-taught myself. I, I kind of re realized, okay, I love video editing. Like this is really enjoyable. So the the passion from it kind of pushed me to keep progressing in it and doing better. And then on my personal YouTube channel, I always experimented. So I I created a Let's Play series and did a few bits with that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I feel like I've got everything I need out of that. And do another series. I've said did Tea Time for quite a while, which was my one man podcast thing. It's not a podcast. Hmm. It was a whatever it was, me just kind of chatting to a camera for a bit. That's my thing is like, 
always trying to learn something new, I think is, is the best way to progress forward. And that's definitely what I did to try and get where I am. That's really cool. And so from that point, you were able to take what you'd done to Creative Assembly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, when I sent them my portfolio, like I've obviously, I had my YouTube channel, which has tons of stuff on it now. I mean, I can't, I don't know how many videos on there, maybe 100, 150, but they're all quite different. So they're not, you know, it's not like I've just got 150 like single podcasts. It's like, mm. Hey, there's this video where this a cool effect happens and there's this video where, uh, it's quite simple and there's a let's play capture and then there's this and this. So it's, um, it's quite, it's quite, um, diverse. And then mm. I also sent them, I also had a portfolio link for all of the work I'd done for clients. So that, that was a very different, more professional, like here's me sure. being able to use after effects to be able to do these things. Um, and that's the thing, like there really isn't an excuse anymore. I mean, like to not, to not be able to do these things if you want to, because I mean, creative cloud is, reason i mean it's quite quite expensive it's like 40 pounds a month if you want all the software but then you don't you know that's not that much of a price to pay for for everything that's all i pay and then everything is just self-taught and using you like youtube is such a good resource mm. people are just giving you information how to learn and i sent them all those things and then they they, they just said they looked at the videos and were just like yeah okay this is definitely something we can use and there it's, it's weird Still weird. I'll keep saying it because it's just if it, it, it doesn't even really sunk in properly that I work there. Yeah. Had you tried to apply for other gaming positions? Yes. Or was this your yeah. first? No, I applied for five or six, maybe others, maybe seven. Because I mean, I don't know what it's like in Australia. What's what's the size of the games industry in Australia like? Are there many? Uh, shrinking. <laughs> it's not shrinking. great. Like I think Two K has a studio here, but yeah, uh, it's a lot of small kind of indie stuff now yeah. compared to what it used to be like rockstar yeah. used to have bondi that did uh la noir but that closed down and you know it's I think, just i think creative assembly had a company out there actually had an office out there they did develop but... afl 98 i want to point out to my aussie listeners so, <laughs> for the playstation one yeah because that's what they used to do because I, th I think they made those in where the office well in horsham so where i am now okay i'm pretty sure they made them there in opposed like they used to like make sports games it's really weird that's where they came from hmm. america's got a huge industry like there are so many places and england is there's a there's a few decent companies so i did i applied at um oh my goodness uh they made little big planet why can't i remember the name they're in europe right they're in, yeah they're in london um but i why can't i that's really annoying yeah whatever they are um rebellion who makes sniper elite i applied there um these i never heard back from I applied for a job at Sony, um, for a social position. I applied for a job at, uh, Frontier, who make, um, Planet Coaster and also make Eve Online as well. Um, and that one I did get to the second or third stage, um, but then didn't get any further than that. And then this one, yeah, I had a, it was a very long process because it was around Christmas. So it kept getting like delayed, but I applied for the job in, mid-november and then got the job at end of january so it took a couple of good couple of months of um the process yeah was that something you always expected to work uh when i first applied for it i was like obviously i hope i get this but you know at the same time i've now applied for six seven jobs i'm not necessarily expecting to hear back and then kind of just was waiting and you know then heard oh yeah you've got a skype interview had a really good skype interview um with a guy I now work with. 
went in for a studio interview and then um yeah and then had to wait after the studio interview had to wait another two or three weeks to find out why because i was the first one in so it was waiting for everyone else's interviews i was just sitting there waiting looking at my phone for three Hmm. weeks trying to find out but um i was still surprised when i got it because yeah i was yeah there were a lot of people i think 70 or 80 people applied for it so it wasn't you know not crazy but decent amount of people Hmm. um okay and it was media molecule that we were trying to think of that's the one. Yeah. Media Molecule. That seems like really that obvious. Is the now. One. Yeah. So I applied there. Yeah. They did, they did message me back and they were just like, you know, oh, well, yeah, we like some of your stuff, but it's just not the right fit. And I, I do agree because theirs is very artsy and, um, yeah, it's like stylized. Very, yeah. Ve- yeah. It's so stylized. Like that, to be fair, I wouldn't have been a good fit. I mm. kind of get that. And at the same time, like that, the rebellion job, like sniper elite would have been quite cool, but it's, quite it's not a very it's not as diverse as total war which i do appreciate like total War games are quite diverse each time okay and how much do you think your i guess online profile helped with your youtube channel and other things that you've been yeah. a part of with the kind of funny community well quite a bit i definitely quite a bit i think obviously i kind of latched on to the kind of funny community and like i i was just a background kind of person for a while i was you know watching them for six months before i did anything i made that video um, I, the first one and people loved it. So if it hadn't have been for that feedback, I wouldn't have continued. People hadn't have said, Oh yeah, these videos are awesome. I probably would have done the first one and just never done another one. So you mm. like that, that, everyone doing that definitely helped me continue to do it. I think even just having a small, I only had like a thousand subs on YouTube, just having that amount to kind of push you every time is really helpful and keep, you know, keep sure. going. That's really good. And then, yeah, so I spoke to the guy about when I applied for the job, the guy that hired me, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, you looked at the portfolio and looked at the YouTube channel, and that is effectively your portfolio. Like, as long as it's got loads of stuff on it, most of the time, think about it, they're looking at 70 or 80 people. They'll kind of just scroll through it, pick a random video, watch it for a bit, and go, okay, this person can talk on camera and can do what they need. And also, he was a kind of funny fan as well, the guy who hired me. <laughs> that helps. Which, yeah, it was like, just, just, like, quite cool. It was like... Just quite an interesting, um, like thing. He was just like, Oh yeah, cause I know who they are. I've heard your name once or twice. And that, that kind of shows that you can, you can kind of spread yourself and people will, you know, you, they know that you can market something. Cause I was marketing myself effectively. I was selling myself on Twitter and YouTube and everything, trying to grow my, my profile. Sure. But yeah, it's now very weird because I don't know what to do with them. Cause I kind of am a bit, but there's not too much I can do now. Because I can't be overly critical on games, and I can't do certain things, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a weird one. Having some experience in, you know, presenting to the camera mm-hmm. and doing the kind of things you've uh, done before, it's quite different to what you're doing with Creative Assembly. So, is there a direction that you want to see yourself go in the games industry, or are you quite happy to do that kind of thing for the long term? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a great question. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, my my previous stuff was all very like funny, bit a bit tongue in cheek, bit bit crude, uh, and then this is now very serious and is for a company. Like you know, I'm now representing this company with everything mm. I do. So yeah, it's definitely very different. Um, but I I I can't see myself leaving in the the foreseeable future, but just because of like how how good like I'm real, I realize how good it is to work at this massive company, like what an opportunity this is i've got a foot in the door now and i'm you know trying to make make the youtube channel and the twitch channels that we run as good as they can with the the rest of the guys that work there 
so I do see myself pushing in you know very much in I I love I love this direction I am because there's not many companies that are this big that would a, allow the the video editor to also be presenting on camera and also be like I I get to do such a a, a wide um, variety of things during my working week that that's why most people leave most most people go to indies to do that because you're a smaller team you need to be working on several different things and i think you know i i've got that i this is like my dream job because i get to i get to go to some events and i get to i get to present on camera which i enjoy and you know i've had I, i've now had practice with you know spending all those hours on youtube recording in my house i'm now doing it in a studio on really expensive equipment and it's like it's just really enjoyable and i can't yeah i could i I can't see myself leaving this industry. Obviously, you never know, but like I, I, I just enjoy it so much. Every day, I'm like, this is awesome, um, and it's weird to enjoy your job that much. It's quite weird. <laughs> That's really cool. It's very, it's a very enviable position. And you've given some advice already um, in the last few minutes about uh, the freelance mm. was it Upwork and uh, just you know adding something to your repertoire with every bit of content you produce yeah. but have you got any other advice for people who can see themselves wanting to get into the games industry like the way you yeah have? i think um i think it's just to be diverse is a, is a good thing as well like being able to bring different skills to to the, the team like so i i once tried to learn to dj for a bit i find it quite embarrassing yeah now. but i uh taught me lots of things taught me how to count beats taught me how to do these things as long as everything you do is is something to to like is learning like you you never know when you're going to recall these skills like i did logo design for a bit and then i had to use like i had to design some things like for some shows we're doing and it's like oh i used to do this like website design oh yeah i can do this like i can as like you you never know what skills you'll need so as long as you just keep learning it's useful and like if i think if you've got a youtube channel being diverse on that don't be afraid to be diverse on it and also if you're, um, you know, if you haven't got any, if you haven't got any subscribers, it's just think of it as, as just your portfolio. Like nobody has to see it necessarily. Obviously it helps to give you motivation if people are watching it, but it can just be a portfolio. You could have zero views, but if your content's good, people will, like it still counts towards a lot. And I think it's, yeah, it's also just working hard, uh, obviously, and just, just pushing yourself. Um, and making sure it is what you want to do, I think, because mm. that, that is when you find out and that's where people drop off. Like, everyone, like tons of people start YouTube channels, like, cause it's so easy to, why wouldn't you? And then some people will do three or four videos and then just drop off. And if that is the case, then maybe it isn't for you if you don't enjoy it that much. Um, but you know, if you just, if you, if you're enjoying it and just keep going and just remember that it could, it can just act as a portfolio. It's not necessarily just to rack yeah. up views if you want this kind of job but yeah it's because this job is very much like i'm a, like you do a lot, we just do a lot of let's plays and it's quite a lot of what people do in their spare time and some people at work still do it in their spare time as well they'll still continue doing let's plays because they want to keep continue building their audience and it's it's um yeah crazy stuff That's really cool, yeah. I, I, I don't know if i could do that because it's like so intense you do it all day at work and then you <laughs> go and do it at home as well like that's, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I love that idea of the of the online portfolio because it applies to so many people, whether they're making videos or they're podcasting or they're writing a blog. Yeah, you know, once a week yeah, or definitely. whatever it is. Like, yeah, 
I think if you're like if your if your thing is recording let's plays, like make sure you add a new add something new every time, or think, hey, instead of paying or like getting a free logo that someone's done, why don't I try and create it myself? Why don't I just dive into some into Photoshop or some other software and like see if I can create my own logo, um, you know, see if I can create my own like lower thirds and intro titles and stuff, and then that's you'll just constantly learn. Just use this stuff every day, and then when you get into that situation, you will. You know, you'll be able to to pull on that and bring that bring that to the table. Um, I think also don't be disheartened by getting turned away for jobs because there's tons of people doing it. And like when I applied for those jobs, it's like, I yeah, I I would never have got them really thinking about it because I wasn't ready. Sometimes they are right. You're not ready for it. Like the one I applied for at Rebellion, it was like eight months in, eight months into me doing video editing. I knew I knew some stuff, but I was still very, very amateur, I'd say, mm. and. I think that probably did show and you know you just wait another year and a bit and you've kind of gained those that gained more skill and then you know you, your time will come if you want it enough your time will come there's people at work that have, like there's a few that have just started in their like 30s and 40s you know and they wow. just decided to do it late on I met a dude who works in like like a different department and he's like yeah I only started like only got into the games industry like a year ago it's like crazy yeah, just keep pushing towards your goal and you'll, you'll, and yeah, building that, just building that, that, that portfolio of stuff is the one. That's, that's the key. People will just look at a full YouTube channel and they'll just be like, okay, they've obviously done a lot of video. This shows experience. It shows a timeline of your experience. Like yeah. they won't critique your first ever video and go, oh, this is awful. Like I'm not going to hire them because they're first ever video. They'll look at one of the more recent ones to look at where your skill level is. Yeah, and that first video, yeah. even if it's bad, it shows how long you've been doing it is the other thing. Yeah, exactly. My first video is awful. It's worth trying to find it and watch it because it is so <laughs> bad. Like, just it's funny. I I like to watch it every now and again just to remind myself. Like, oh yeah, that's where that's where the first one was. And yeah, I think definitely like finding a group of people that can help drive you as well. Like, I've got a lot of friends that you know write and do let's plays themselves and do all these other things and. You, you motivate each other. Like, I'll say to them, oh, yeah, you motivated me and got me to do this. And they're like, oh, well, you did the same. And it's really weird. You end up motivating each <laughs> other, like, without realizing it. Um, so definitely surrounding yourself with people that are similar um, is always a good idea. It's good. And that's the great thing about the internet. You can create a community of people who do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's people who run podcasts from, like, all four corners of the globe. As evidenced by this, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's... and they just do a little podcast with each other and they're doing whatever and it's but it is it's building something it's building that confidence to be able to like i didn't i wasn't on, i wasn't on camera for the first i don't know first time on a camera was probably like four or five months after i started my youtube channel um i was you know it was always just kind of funny footage it was never my own footage and then i was just like okay i'm gonna do that and actually the first ever let's play i created was um oh no it was a game review never been released to the public i do still have it somewhere but I created a review of a game. It was a, it was a poth is it was it a Pothian? That little two that little two uh, D side scroller where you had to fight the gods, the Greek gods. I don't recall. It's like a PS4 indie game, oh. but like I I did a review for it and then did a voiceover. But then it was like I just never released it to the public. I created it and then was like I was like oh no, it's not going to be any good. And then never never did. I ended up doing other videos, but um, yeah, I should probably release that one day actually. from the uh, cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Very good. Uh, so, Tom, the question that I ask everyone on this show to close things out is, if you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail, what mm. would you do? 
Hmm. I don't know. Because I, I know what it would be. I know what it would be. I'd be able to, to be to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to write a book. Even I've been doing creative writing classes at work and stuff because they've got like loads of cool resources. So like at lunch, you can just go to like classes and stuff. Um, and so I've been doing that because I want to try and get into a bit of that. So that would be it. It would be to write a book and it would be good, not awful. So whenever I try and write, it's not very good. What would you write about? Um, I'd probably set something in, in Roman history, but with, so I like, I just like that time period. So it'd probably be around that kind of time period. Uh, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be fantasy related or anything. It would be, it would be, um. Like a gladiator kind of thing? Nah, more just like, just, just people kind of living their lives. But like, there'd be, mate, there'd be, probably be some gladiators mm. involved. There has to be. There has to be. But no. So it wouldn't I, be I, like Seinfeld in, you know, 200 BC or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. I would just like to write a book. I'd like, I, I've, I'm, I'm in my stages of like thinking what I would write about. Like I very very early concepts in my head, so I don't want to like say stupid things. Uh, okay. Yeah, but that's probably worth be. That's cool. Wanted to do that kind of thing. I know a little bit about writing a book and getting it published. Yeah. So funny that. Yeah. Hit me up and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the for the chat, Tom. It's been really good. No problem. Thank you for having me. That's all right. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we can meet up in San Francisco. We'll see. Yes. Hopefully, I'm hoping to. That was Tom Hawkins. Thanks for listening. And as always, feel free to leave me one of those five-star ratings in iTunes to help out the show. If you want to catch Tom on Twitter, he is at TomHawkin5, like an S. And I'm at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work. <laughs>